Hello, fellow cinephiles, and welcome to our first episode of One More Take, where we discuss all things movies over a nice glass of wine, beer, whiskey, your choice. My name is Demi, and I'm joined by my fellow co-hosts, Jasmine and Jordana. Say hi, and tell us what you're drinking. Hey, guys. I'm I'm Jordana, and I'm drinking an Aperol Spritz. Don't care. You can come at me. I will drink this all day long. No I don't care. What about you, Jasmine? No, people hey. will. Hey, I'm Jasmine. I'm having a nice glass of Riesling. I love my wine. I'll probably <laughs> stick with the white wine for the rest of my life. So, so fancy. I'm actually yeah. drinking um tea with bourbon. Ooh. Really? Mixing it. Is your throat hurting? No, I just I like doing this. Okay. All right. I was wondering. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, later on, we'll be joined by our recurring guests Jay and Sean. But for now, let's delve into what's dominating the movie headlines in our segment called the Quick Take. So from recent news, we heard that Warner Brothers is actually moving back their release date of Tenet. It's supposed to come out on July 17th, but they've decided to push it back two weeks. Now, I find this to be very interesting because will movie theaters even be open by then? Are people even going to feel comfortable going to the movies? Like, I mean, what do you guys think? Yeah, it's just so, so hard to know, you know? Like, I mean, everything is so day-to-day. You can't even... You know, who knows when you'll be able to use the gym again, right? Let alone <laughs> yeah. go to the movie theater. Exactly. So, I mean, so many movies. I saw, like, Wonder Woman is also getting pushed back. Like, so many movies are getting pushed back to 2021 at this point. Yeah. kind of the norm. It will be the interesting Black to see. Widow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yes. It'll be interesting to see if this is, like, a loftier kind of thing. Like, obviously... Movies are being released on streaming, and a lot of, you know, everyone's had to pivot, essentially. But it'll be interesting, I guess, to see how, yeah, how, like, the movie theater, if they'll reopen. Because right now, I can't see how that would reopen, like, anytime soon. Do you think they'll actually put it on a streaming platform, or do you think they'll just keep pushing it back? I think they're gonna keep pushing this one back at least. Yeah, yeah, that's what I think too. Yeah, because yeah. I, I think. Like... The... Oh, yeah. go, go ahead. There you go. No, I think the amount of money they spent, they want to see it on. They want people to see it on the larger screen. Plus, from that trailer, it looks like it needs to be on a big screen. Yeah, yeah. I want to see it on a big screen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. There's certain movies that you just need to see. On have that have that cin- cinema experience. Yeah. Would you Would you guys go to the movie theaters in August or? No, absolutely no. not. No way. <laughs> That's hard to say. I wouldn't say uh, no. It depends on what's going on and what I, movie theaters are going to be doing. I oh think yeah. For me, if it came, if it's like mm-hmm. out, if Tenet is out in movie theaters, I would need to see it in IMAX because. Nolan yeah. apparently it, mostly filmed it in IMAX, so it's like meant for the big screen. And yeah, IMAX is huge, that makes sense. so there's so <laughs> many seats. 
so you can just yeah. spread out. Exactly. Over. Yeah, there are because most people are not spending. <laughs> Maybe they'll be a discount because they're. <laughs> I don't. Do you really think that will happen in corporate America? No. I mean, no money versus some money. I don't know. Yeah. All right. So let's can go to kind of the next headline, which is. Will the fall festivals go through with modified plans? Now, I, I really, I don't know. I mean, I saw that we, we were talking about this, that Can is not changing their schedule because the, the Academy Awards changed their schedule, which we'll get into later. But I mean, I, I, it's also, yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think? Oh. I mean, I think it's important for the festivals to go forward in some way, especially yeah. if they want to kick off the Oscar season. Um, <laughs> I just don't know what that modified version looks like. Maybe it's all virtual and you pay to yeah. like see the movie virtually, but it kind of takes away from like the spirit of like the festival itself. The festivals, no, totally. Yeah. It's more like the the typical. I feel like it will become more like the typical award season where the voting body gets the screeners and you're watching the screeners mm -hmm. right and you're voting off of that um so i i think it would it, it's unfortunate but like of all the things happening right it's like you you want like new films to continue to come out so if this is the safest way possible then that it kind of has to be that way right right yeah yeah safety I first i agree yeah it's mostly going to be online anyway. I think there is like an animated festival that's happening online and you have to pay. Really? For it. Yeah. So I can see that being what's going to happen. The last headline that we saw was that mm -hmm. the Academy is officially pushing back its 2021 ceremony. Sounds it's like now going to be aired <laughs> on April 25th, 2021, and that also means that their eligibility period is also being pushed back mm -hmm. by two months, which yeah. brings us to our next segment, what I like to call the long take. Um, yeah. Another thing that the Academy announced was that they were going to somehow guarantee that 10 films would be nominated for Best Picture. This is all part of their inclusiveness initiative to have more representation. So before we dive into that, um, I want to have Jay and Sean join us now. Hey, guys. Hello. Woo! Tell us, tell us what you're Welcome. drinking. And introduce yourself. Sean and introduce yourself. <laughs> Sean is drinking Misunderstood Whiskey, a product of two lads from Montclair who wanted to start their own whiskey company, spiced it with ginger, and it is a very tasty, a bit sweet, um, but for $30 at your local liquor store, if you are in the tri-state area, highly recommend. Big value. Look at this oh, promotion right here. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And we're, we are not sponsored yeah. by them, unfortunately. Yes. <laughs> yeah. let's, let's make it clear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jay, how about you? Uh, I am not uh, promoting Sean, <laughs> but I'm drinking a <laughs> I'm drinking a 2016 Pinot Noir uh, because apparently. I'm <laughs> a, oh, uh, what? Uh, you? 
Noir is great. I love Pinot Noir. You know, sometimes basic is, you know. It's 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 it's, it's the what way. what it's is in basic at this point, honestly? An Aperol spritz. Oh, yeah, that's the most wow. basic. Fighting words. All right. So yeah. before we get into our main discussion, let's revisit the recent history of the best picture category. Yeah. So The Dark Knight came out in 2008. It somehow failed to be nominated for best picture. So the Academy received some backlash for that, which prompted them to expand the best picture category to 10. Um, then they readjusted these rules again, where um, it was like two years later where they said anything between five and ten films can be nominated. And like I mentioned before, now they're readjusting these rules to, I mean, as part of their initiative to just have more representation. So I guess first let's start mm-hmm. by asking, like, is this going to work? Is this mm-hmm. going to help with the Oscars so white issue? It's going to help in the sense that yeah, more things can be nominated, so there's more of a chance of yeah. diversity versus when there's five. But you're right; mm-hmm. it, it starts with like the voting body. Are they actually going to be voting for these diverse films versus just mm-hmm. having the diverse films and then still voting the same way? So. Exactly. Well, yeah. actually, to add to that, I was going to mm-hmm. say they've already had a chance to kind of nominate ten. And I think looking back at the years, like, you know, given that they've had a chance to, like, nominate 10, they haven't really. Oh. I, and it hasn't been, like, a diverse. There's yeah, been a lot of it has been. Yeah. Like, I don't know. No, it's, yeah, it's been bullshit, honestly. Like, in terms of diversity, like, whether it's, you know, gender, ethnicity, race, it's been bullshit you know so i i think people in the voting body have to make a concerted effort to amplify these films being made by people who aren't white who aren't male yeah I was also- and without that nothing will change yeah i was also gonna add to that i also feel like um what also needs to happen is that we not we sorry <laughs> But movie studios like need to actually, you know, hire more people of color to be directors, to be writers. Like more yes. roles need to be written for like, you know, people of color. Like it, yes. it, it has to really start there for like a thousand percent. Yeah, for like the Acad- academy to be able to like say, you know, we're gonna nominate all these people. Uh mm-hmm. Sean yep. Jay, any thoughts? So I, I think everything you guys just talked about regarding representation is a hundred and twenty percent right. Uh the is a fundamental issue with representation in the academy, and that's definitely reflected in the nominations. That mm-hmm. cannot be disputed. Um I think where my <laughs> fundamental disagreement comes in with this idea. And I do understand that it's one part of a four-pronged plan to increase diversity of the academy. The others being, uh, if I could recall off the top of my head, um, granting admission to uh, more uh, more younger and, and more diverse uh, members. All that will help. Um, I just have a fundamental disagreement with the idea of nominating more than five movies to the Best Picture category. Mm-hmm. I've had that disagreement since they screwed um, The Dark Knight, which is one of my favorite movies. Um, I like that debate, and I do not 
agree that trying to generate an outcome here is the best way of uh, treating kind of the underlying illness. Mm-hmm. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah, I do. Yeah, go sorry. Yeah, I, I, I also agree with everything that everybody said about the structural issues and the procedural issues. Uh, but I think uh, that that cake is trashed <laughs> on because you don't like me. <laughs> Come on, what? We're all sitting. We're all sitting here talking about movies, and and you know. What's wrong with yeah. more movies? I, I, I can't see it. I can't see a downside to there being uh, more options and more movies elevated. Uh, like we said, there are structural issues that need to be dealt with mm-hmm. within uh, Hollywood it, the, itself, in addition to the Academy. There are procedural issues. You know, there are things like uh, people in the Academy, obviously the makeup of the Academy, but also like whether they yep. watch the movies or not. That's, right? no, that's um, a so, huge so, issue. Yeah, but my my point is, if you know, why not? Why not just nominate ten? The thing is, is the the even when they nominate five, the five aren't always like the five best, or they're not always equal. You know what I mean? So if it gives it a chance to in twenty eighteen, in twenty eighteen, I think they nominated nine movies instead of ten, and the best movie of that year wasn't nominated. (laughs) No, why? Like why? Why not? Why not? Give the, the, shot. That's all I'm saying. I, I mean, the, the reason the reason is, I, Jay, I feel about movies the way I do about this uh, misunderstood ginger spice whiskey. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's beautiful. I like it. Um, I could have more of it if I just pour water in, but it's not the same. Uh, for every Oscars category, you have five nominees. That's universal for best documentary short, best animated short, best actor, best director except for Best Picture. Uh, and what makes Best Picture different? We're just water- watering down the uh, best category, the, the top prize. We're just awarding 10 part- or up to 10 participation trophies. There's something special about being a finalist, be- being amongst the five. And, and there's a long history of debates being sprung over movies that were screwed. And, and truth be told, I, I enjoyed those. I, um, you know, th- thinking back to... <laughs> You know, just rewatching Castaway a few weeks ago, that movie was did not get nominated for Best Picture. If the uh, Academy had allowed up to 10, it probably would have, but it sprung a debate mm-hmm. back in 2000 as to the other five nominees. Now, uh, same thing with Tom Hanks' Best Actor. He would somehow... Uh, actually, no, he was nominated. I, uh, but there's, uh, you know... There's examples every year of there being more than five great acting... Uh, or five great acting performances, both in a supporting or primary role, and we still only nominate mm-hmm. five. Why? Because being nominated is, is uh, itself a special outcome. And for purely monetary reasons, which, again, this is their show. The Academy can do what they want. This is their business. But for purely monetary reasons, they've expanded the Best Picture category 12 years ago. For good reasons now, they're mandating a continued expansion of it, but it's a bad decision with good intentions. I do like how concise it was with the five films so I don't know I kind of go back and forth with that because exactly how you reasoned it Sean is why I think there should be five but on the other hand 
if there are so many good movies out there, we yeah. should nominate some more. But then are we just going to be nominating like other movies that are not necessarily Oscar worthy? But well, we're just even with <laughs> even with 10 nominees or up to 10 nominees, we still debate what could have been left off. And we debate that because if X movie was nominated, Y wasn't Y. So, for example, last year, which was an admittedly strong year, uh, Knives Out wasn't nominated. If that if there was a 10th spot or a 10th spot was used or it was required that there be a 10th nominee, maybe Knives mm-hmm. Out uh, gets nominated. And Knives Out was my favorite movie of last year. But the fact is that... Um, the only reason we're making that argument or the strongest reason uh, for that argument is because a movie like Jojo Rabbit was nominated and Jojo Rabbit would not have been nominated if there was only five. So again, you're just diluting the milk and getting more of it. And then we're arguing what spills over anyway. I just feel like either way though, it's very subjective. And so that's where like all of the critics top 10 lists, right? There's some variance in there. So I just think people won't be happy either way, right? So I just, why not have more, like, what, I just don't understand why make it some kind of, it just feels like more exclusionary if there's five to me. Well, I think, I, I, I think my, my uh, disagreement with the Academy <laughs> here is born out of the fact that I think that they are trying to do a good thing and they are just going about it the wrong way. Yeah. There are other the other things that they are trying by increasing the diversity of their membership are things they need to. I understand that increasing the diversity and the voting power of, um, you know, groups that uh, historically have not been represented in Hollywood uh, will result in a payoff, but it will not happen for several years. Um, And that's more that, you know, that may be one or two more Oscars where it's, you know, the award show itself is drowned out by the Oscars. So I'd hashtag, it's definitely a consideration. Yeah. I just think, again, we're talking about the biggest movie award in the world, the mm-hmm. biggest category in the world, the, the, the movie that is, uh, you know, remembered as the best picture of that year, for good mm-hmm. or bad, obviously, that, you know, we could, there, yeah. there'll be a whole other podcasts about what years they got it wrong, but we're, at the mm-hmm. end of the day, cheapening what it means to even be nominated. It is a massive achievement mm-hmm. to be nominated for Best Actor. It would not be the same if you nominated 10. I have a question. So, Parasite, if there was only five nominations, do you think that would still be nominated Mm, because of the whole issue, which is why a foreign language film has never won Best Picture, because there's a whole separate category. Well, So they're like, oh, we're done. Well, I, I mean, why even use Parasite? I, I'm just you, curious. You could use other movies where, uh, for example, in 2003, Finding Nemo was not nominated for Best Picture. Go look at the Best Picture nominees yeah. of that year and tell me there were five better movies than Finding Nemo. Same thing for <laughs> same thing for a whole run of animated features. Toy Story, well, Toy Story 3 in 2010. Uh, mm. um well, Inside Out uh, in 2015. So you're talking about a stigma versus a foreign language movie, which is valid. Um, was I, it Inside I, Out nominated? I, I not, not, not for best, not best, best, best searcher. Uh, and and okay, again, sorry. find me 10 movies that year better than Inside Out. Uh, um, one of my favorite movies. I, yes. I, I could. So I think. Uh, <laughs> oh, Samantha! I'm kidding. How dare you? I'm kidding. So I, I, I mean, I, I understand your concern. The thing I would say is Roma. Yeah. Roma. No, Roma, I'm just Roma asking. was nominated the year before. 
it was also the favorite heading into the award show. It ultimately didn't win. Would Parasite be nominated this year? It ultimately won. So I, I, I don't think yeah. I'm in the best position to say whether it would be nominated or not. It won. No, just... So whatever system they mm-hmm. used ended up bringing the, uh, just to continue my run of terrible metaphors here, uh, you know, <laughs> the, the, the cream rose to the top uh, this past year. Yeah. That does not, uh, again, that does not indicate that the concern that you kind of highlighted is not valid. Yeah. It's totally true. There's definitely years where the best, uh, the best movie of the year uh, was a foreign language mm-hmm. movie just a few uh, weeks ago. Mm-hmm. DeMilson and I got into a debate over the merits of Pan's Labyrinth um, because I said yeah. it might, you know, maybe that was the year that we got it wrong with Scorsese. Um, obviously, he had been screwed before, but I, I mean, yeah. there, there's certainly arguments that, you know, we It's another hear. discussion for another yeah. episode. I mean, I would, I would take <laughs> so, Pan's uh, Labyrinth <laughs> over fish sex any day of the week. So, yeah. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> That that year yeah. they got it wrong. Shape will never shape oh, the water. Don't even, really you, know, you know how I feel. And, and somehow it got nominated with ten nominations. Um, so maybe yeah. maybe yeah. maybe if you weeded it down to five, it wouldn't have even made it to the finals. Who knows? Yeah. So we're, we're, I mean, I guess I, like Get I Out know. probably wouldn't have made it either. Again, you're, you're yeah. but you're also talking about uh, the movie that ended up winning for best original screenplay. He was nominated for, but it should have won for best. That's not the argument. The argument is whether it would have been nominated. It was nominated. Uh, he was nominated for best director. <laughs> he was nominated for best original screenplay. If you're going purely on those metrics, it probably would have been nominated for best picture. Should it have won? Maybe. But again, uh, Get Out is a great example of a movie that should have been elevated. Um, and maybe if the nominees were only five, it would be a great example of, of the problem that they are trying to fix. Again, my argument is how they're doing it. I think mm-hmm. the problem with the year Get Out was nominated is that it came too soon after Moonlight winning. And the Academy just seems to have a problem it's, nominating. They can't I mean, handle well, it. They're, they're yeah, just too white. They can't award. I mean, that's yeah. literally, yeah. it's the Oscar so white <laughs> argument, honestly. Like, like, they gave us one. They can't handle well, <laughs> yeah. I think it's also that, like, it was a lot marketed as a horror movie, and it was so much more than that. And, like, I, I think that was also an aspect of it. Um, but, yeah, no, it was... No, you're totally right about that. Yeah. Who might winning, even, was an And just so I could bring Jay back into the conversation so I could hit a movie that he inevitably likes. I mean, if we only had five nominees, we could have been saved a video montage of such movies such as the Descendants, War Horse, Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close, A Serious Man, The Blind Side, District 9, just going off of a few of the movies that have been nominated for Best Picture over the last 10 years. And just to give you an idea of uh, kind of what I talked about, just my, my own little nostalgic for back when I was a kid watching the Oscars and only had five movies to watch that year, you have these great debates spawned off of what movie should have been nominated. And th- that debate is a lot more legitimate when there's five and not eight, nine, or ten. I mean, so I, I go back to my Castaway example, uh, Finding Nemo in 03, The Hurricane in 1999, which is probably Denzel's best movie. Hot take, I know. Um, no! <laughs> but you have, you have these legitimate de- uh, debates that spawn off of when art is excluded and, and when there is a kind of a final round. And when you have it down to five, I just think that debate is a lot more substantive and um, rewarding than when it's at, you know, a mandated 10. Yeah, so I just one 
quick point here because I, I agree with pretty much what everybody's been saying, including Sean. And let me just, you know, a little background here is that um, Sean and I went to law school together and Sean is a much better lawyer than I am. So I'm not going to be able to compete with him on, 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 on argument. But here's the thing. I think, I think part of what we're talking about here is, you know, we're talking about institutional arguments and, and Sean, you're definitely a bit of an institutionalist here. I'm a populist, right? Yeah. So if I'm going to make a purely, if I'm going to make a purely populist, even like capitalist argument, let's just talk about the fact that the academy doesn't know what the hell they're doing. We've talked about this, right? They have massive structural issues, but also the view, viewership of the Oscars has been waning like massively. Every single year it goes down. It doesn't matter who's involved. One of the entire... I mean, they they do want to include 10 films to allow for diversity, but they also want to include 10 films because a lot of people just don't care about watching the Oscars. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think the more people that you include, the more people or the more films you include, the more people you can bring in. I think we should be, you know, nom thinking about nominating some of those more popular films. I knew you just trashed on District 9. That's why I said it. <laughs> That's why I said it. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, but... But here, like, the thing is, is, you know, like, when are we going to get that Mission Impossible Oscar? Yeah, movie? thank you. What's wrong thank with you. It? What's wrong with it, right? What, yeah, like, and what's wrong with it? That's, that's the thing. Like, you know, I, we, I, we've talked before, Sean, about um, how, how Michael Bay is a terrible filmmaker, but also an, American, an, an amazing filmmaker. Like, that, it's, it, you know, I'm not saying Michael Bay should be nominated for an Oscar, but I'm saying that <laughs> I, don't, I don't see their being a downside having more movies yeah. and more access to more movies because i think i care about the institution a little bit less than you mm -hmm. even though i do care about the art right i mean my favorite movie of the last 10 years was moonlight and mm -hmm. thank god exactly that won the Oscars. but but um but i'm also i'm always going to make the populist argument because you know i want i think the popcorn stuff matters and i don't think it's uh represented well enough mm -hmm. by the academy in addition to, I think the argument around uh, diversity and inclusion is way more important, and I think that has more, way more to do with the, with uh, Hollywood generally versus the Academy. But the Academy should be the, should be you know the kind of leading. So let there. me unfortunately, <laughs> well, let me unfortunately, Here we go. let me unfortunately be a lawyer and clap back. Um, oh, so I, so I, I definitely I like your analogy a lot about institutionals versus populists. There's certainly like a, a bend there. I, I would say that I think my angle is more of the prestige of the award and not the institution of the academy itself. I'm not going to defend the institution of the academy itself. It's flawed as highlighted uh, previously. What I'm just talking about is the um, award itself. And as for increasing it to ten and a uh, mandated ten nominations, I mean I think it it bears asking whether, I mean, this is the best way to get the desired outcome that you want. Um, you know, they increased it to six to 10 nominations to try to increase their ratings. They failed. Um, well, um, could you say that they failed? Because I feel like the year that Black Panther was nominated, like there was a lot of excitement around that. The fact that Black Panther, which was a popular, you know, action flick, Right, but was nominated, and there was a lot of excitement around that. Right, but you don't have a good, you know, you don't have a good ten game uh, losing streak by breaking it with one win and then losing eight more. Um, <laughs> so the, the, the fact that you had one or two years, and I know that the hostless Oscars were uh, a fairly decent success this past year. I get all that, but the, the fact is that 
television ratings are decreasing for reasons completely unrelated to um, the actual nominated movies. Of course, there is a connection. It does help when there's a you know billion dollar movie nominated. Uh, but th- the television ratings are going to go down over a five year, ten year period anyway, just because of how audiences are acting. People don't care as much about uh, you know awards as much as we do, um, and that's a simple fact. And then finally, the the, the last kind of thing I thought about is you make a great point about, you know, when are we going to get that Mission Impossible Oscar? And and I I fucking agree with you. Uh, We've gone back and forth about how great the last three Mission Impossibles are, and there's definitely merit to the fact that they are probably amongst the, the, you know, between Ghost Protocol and uh, Rogue Nation 4 and 5, they're probably in my top 10, top 15 of the past decade. But that problem isn't necessarily solved by having, uh, you know, mandated 10 nominations. In fact, the last 10 years will tell you that none of those movies ultimately were nominated, even though they were amongst the best reviewed of that year. And I think that speaks to one of the underlying issues that you highlighted in the Academy, which I agree with you on, is which that they're older, they're whiter. Um, you know, they find more joy from the cinematography of Roma, which is admittedly beautiful, than the fact that, you know, Tom Cruise and, um, you know, Christopher McQuarrie <laughs> can pull off a, a complete yeah. tongue-in-cheek action movie, not take themselves too seriously, but just seriously enough that you're totally bought in for two hours. And that probably deserves a Best Picture nomination. I'm not going to tell you which movie, which year, but you're completely Fall right. In, just, in, the same way that, <laughs> in, in, the, in the same way that the Pixar animated movies probably deserve to be amongst the best five in certain years. Yeah. You're completely right. And I think eradicating those underlying stigmas probably gets you a better result than just, you know, picking the entire team. All right. Okay. So I think we've, you know, we've touched upon like, you know, both sides of the arguments. Can you name me if if this goes for both a year where 10 should have been nominated and then a year where not should have only been five. Does anybody have any off the top of your head I'll stop off I mean my mine was one I named before which was 2018 I think there was one two three four five six seven eight there was eight nominated uh that was the year green book (laughs) Uh, tell us your thoughts are we laughing at green book (laughs) so yeah I'm not gonna get into that but um but you know that you know, and I wasn't joking before. I think I think Spider Man into the Spider Verse was the best movie of that year, and I think it should have been nominated. And you know, I know it won Best Animated Feature, but uh, what are you going to do? And, and they only nominated eight that year. I I, I think that movie's better than uh, some of the other movies that were nominated that year, even though there were some great ones that year. Besides, I, was that the year that First Man <laughs> should have been nominated? Because that's another one that they left out. I. I think that would be the year. I think so. I had had written 2017 as my number one because Darkest Hour, three three billboards, Phantom Thread, and Lady Bird. I I know Lady Bird, Mm. but I uh, unless you're a teenage, Mm. unless you're like in a specific target audience, I found that just anecdotally that that movie just doesn't um, resonate with audiences as much as it did with critics. But uh, I would say 2017. (laughs) I would also, again, going back to my initial point, say every year. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's interesting you say that because, like, I hated Three Billboards and loved Lady Bird. So, oh no, Lady Lady Bird on its merits was a uh, it was a great movie. I've just uh, it hasn't uh, aged in, in, in the way that I think people thought it was for a movie that's a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. 
you get a lot of different views on it as far as when you talk to people. Yeah, that, I mean, that's I, very anecdotal and subjective. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. But I think, yeah, yeah, I just think it's, I think people also had that issue with Moonlight, right? Because it's like told from a black male perspective. Some people were like, I don't get it. But it's important to like have those stories shown. But I don't know. Yeah, I think actually I do agree that 2017 could have been pared down a lot. Phantom Thread. I do too. Except I I included Lady Bird. Like so, I yeah, thought I would for 2017. I said Get Out, Dunkirk, Lady Bird, The Post, and. Unfortunately, I included Shape of Water because whether we liked it or not, it it got it had a lot of love going into the yeah. Mm-hmm. I would have left that. I don't think anyone's gonna remember Shape of Water in ten years. So it was I mean, it was definitely it was yeah. it was my number one movie of that year when that year ended, and I, I don't know if I feel the same way. Um, I don't. It, it, so it I don't think we can be. It definitely does not. Uh, how are you engaged? <laughs> how are you engaged? Bribery, pure bribery. <laughs> Wait, you think The Shape of Water is better than Get Out? At the time, I did, but I'd have to rewatch both. Like, I don't have any inclination. To, I don't have any inclination. No, that is the hot. That is the worst hot take of all time. It, this is what that it's is. It's not because you're, you're talking about an under. The Shape of Water is about an underrepresented. How many protagonists in a movie are are uh, uh, deaf? And you're telling me, oh, da- okay. You're you're telling you're telling me, to, or, or or mutes or uh, any level of disability. I mean, there's just not that many. We watched Philadelphia last night. I mean, that's one of the few. So, Shape of Water, like I, I get the fish fucking jokes, but if you watch it just actually on its merits, <laughs> it actually tells like a very beautiful romantic story about a population that on its own is very underrepresented and in its own way discriminated against. Well, when you say being black in America. Is that as well? I wasn't saying that get... No, I, no, I, wasn't, I wasn't saying you weren't. I was just saying... No, I'm just saying that when you get past the, the head... Difference. That there's... Uh, but I'm not hot-taking... There's taking, more to it than I'm not hot-taking sex, and saying, get, I'm not hot-taking oh, and saying get out sucked. I like it that. Like, <laughs> the, one of the biggest regrets of, like, you know, you when we all watch movies so much at home now, mm-hmm. I regret watching Get Out at home um, just because I wish I was in a movie theater with an audience... Mm-hmm you know gasping all at once in the same way that uh you know we did when we watched get out or a quiet place and i know those are two suspense movies but those are two exceptional suspense movies that obviously tell different stories but um there's the get out is a is an experience it's a great movie Mm -hmm. the levels of storytelling in it are exceptional i'm not saying it's not i am just saying that when i saw all the movies uh that i did that year shape of water at the time was my favorite movie of actually I think it was number two. I think I actually liked the post the most. But I like the post. I but the post. I, you know, w- if I, I went back, I've rewatched the post since then. It doesn't play the mm-hmm. same. Um, even though it probably should because the uh, themes and concerns are just as resonant in 2020 as they were in 2017. But yeah, you know, yeah. I will defend the Shape of Water on its own podcast. Jay will, yeah. Jay will be way drunker. <laughs> And way more ready to punch me in the face. I just, the Shape of Water just feels like Beauty and the Beast trope kind of redone to me. And we would have voted differently. Yeah. <laughs> we were. So, 
So as and the, you, as you would have won because who's voting? <laughs> who's the majority voting? Well, I also don't. Oh, I also whoa, have whoa. no guilt about Del Toro winning. Uh, I I love Pan's Labyrinth. Pan's Labyrinth is one of the best movies I've ever seen. Oh, I love that. And, uh, I did. I'm, I'm, I'm completely fine with Guillermo Del Toro being recognized, even if it's not for his best movie, which seems to be a theme in the Academy as well. Again, it's own yeah, podcast. That's another huge issue. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah it's his own podcast. I know. That's, this is his own podcast, but I was going to mention that before when we were talking about best actor and how it's five, right? It's incredibly political, right? It's about, you know, whose time it was. Mm-hmm. Did we miss your so, time? We okay, we'll give that. it to you this year. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And we, we all have examples, so we can get into it. Jay, you were going to say something? Sorry. Yeah, no, no. I was just, I was just going to say that I, I, I appreciate everything that's been said about 2017, but I'm looking at 2016. Yeah, right yeah that's another one. 2016 is another one because the more I look at 2016, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine movies yeah. nominated. And honestly, there's only one movie. It's Moonlight, yeah. and that's it. Like every Moonlight's a, a towering achievement compared to, you know, I love Arrival. I love Arrival. Yeah. It's a great movie, and you know, I have mixed feelings about like Manchester by the Sea, and like I thought Line was fine, uh, and whatever, but um, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. but we saw that together, and we're like, sucking. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, Moonlight. They could easily have nominated like two or three films that year. Yeah. And Moonlight would have won. And you know what? La La Land was really fun. And then you rewatch Moonlight like two or three times on Netflix or whatever. And you're like, this is insane. You know what? You know, like, what's exactly, you know what's funny, Jay, is when I was preparing my argument, 2016 was actually one of the, just because I love, uh, obviously I love Moonlight. I love Arrival. But even yeah. Hell or High Water is one of the most underrated movies. I'm in the minority. I didn't I, see that I one, I actually. like La La Land. Lion was great. Manchester by the Sea. If you get past Casey Affleck. Oh, Agree with Sean on twenty seven. Sorry, twenty sixteen. I feel like there should have been ten. I feel mm. like I mean, no one loved uh, Scorsese's Silence. I feel like that could have been nominated. I also think with twenty fifteen, I also think should have been ten, where they should have nominated Creed and Straight Outta Compton. Um, Facts. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Um, 2014, I think they could have nominated Gone Girl, Interstellar, and maybe Unbroken. I don't think Interstellar. I, I, I think Interstellar. Jay, you agree with me? Yeah, I, I, and it's funny because we, we've disagreed about Nolan before, Demi. I, I'm not like the biggest Nolan fan in the world, but I, I really like Interstellar. Um, so, you know, yeah, I, I mean, definitely, definitely. Uh, Gone Girl that year for like 100. Yeah. But, um. Oh yeah, Jasmine. Oh no, I was just gonna say. But do you think it should be a mandatory 10, or should they keep playing with this whole eight or nine business? I I personally don't like the whole let's you know switch between five and ten. I think it should be consistent. Like it's either you either yeah. do five or you do ten. I don't I don't know yeah. if I entirely like this whole like middle ground thing. Okay, Mayor Pete, but pick a side. <laughs> <laughs> I also, I, I think the 10 is, is, is good because so they use ranked choice voting, which I'm a huge yeah. fan of. Uh, and I, I think if you're using ranked choice voting, having more nominees is, is a better thing. Yeah. Right? I mean, so I, I think that that helps it. Yeah, I agree with that. 
Um, Jasmine, any last minute takes? Mm-hmm. No, because I'm kind of split between. I I do think I'm gonna agree with Sean with this. I do think it kind of waters it down a little bit, <laughs> but for where we are at this moment, I think we just have to deal with having more films right now until the people that are voting gets a little more diverse. So if we were to take a vote, if we're the Academy and we have to vote on whether we're doing five or ten, what's everyone voting on? Wait, first of all, there are three three women of color in this podcast. One man of color and one man. Sorry, uh, and, okay. <laughs> okay. So, okay, who votes for five? Besides Sean, I just gave you Jasmine. See, Jasmine has to make it. Yeah. Forty minutes. On it. <laughs> so we have you, Sean you voting vote. for five. Oh my God, make a decision. Well, Jordana, who are you voting for? <laughs> what do you mean? You know, I'm voting for ten. Oh, you're why ten something? Yeah, why make something? Why exclude people? All right. Jay? Yeah, I vote for 10. For sure. I I think for the time being, yeah, I would vote for 10. I think... I mean, it goes back to what Sean says. It's like, it's good intentions. It may not bring about the intended result, but I think until movie studios and distributors like get it together in terms of like expanding you know the roles that are written for like you know people of color and like hiring more like people Mm -hmm. of color like crew members i think it might need to be the temporary solution i'm i'm not sure yeah it's gonna bring about representation i i'm not sure given like the past few years um but i guess we'll have to see I think I would vote 10, yeah, for now. Yeah, I guess I do. <laughs> That's tough. Because I really <laughs> do believe that that five is good because it does kind of make this award more special. But the time that we're in right now, the way that the entertainment industry yeah. is right now, we for now we just need this. Let's yeah, show people I mean, everyone. Yeah. I mean, how is it special if if groups are, you know, if groups are year after year underrepresented and excluded? Well, yeah, how will you get not, people to motivate? That's like, if, if you that's just, like the after. That's if like you the just fix, Yeah, if you just fix the outcome, what are you really doing about the underlying problem? And it may mask more problems uh, <laughs> that are hidden when you simply try to create uh, the outcome that you want. But I've spent enough time on that. All right, so Jasmine, oh 10 or 5? Jasmine, final vote. I'll go for 10 for now. Uh, but in okay. my heart, I do believe that. Oh, no, you can't do that. You, no. Sean is outnumbered. That's fine. So the last segment of our show is appropriately titled One More Take. So we're going to go around and share a recent film we've watched and whether we, yay, really liked it or nah, it was a waste of my time. So I recently saw Lovebirds and I said <laughs> yay. It's more of a mayor. Nah. 
<laughs> it's in between. Honestly, the the two lead actors, Isa and Kumeli, are amazing and they have amazing chemistry. But I wanted more comedy. I didn't all the laughs I found were all in the trailer and I wanted more from that. I expected a little more. But chemistry between those two kind of saved the movie a little bit for me so I'll go with meh okay <laughs> all right I'm next um I saw Malcolm X which was a yay for me still incredibly relevant and I would rather have it's a very long movie but I would rather have the longer version than a watered down version um or a bullshit conspiracy movie that JFK was. <laughs> so, um, it's a direct attack movie. on Sean. I recommend, devote the time to it. It's worth your time, is what I would say. No, I think so, too. Uh, Jay? So, I need to represent Philadelphia right now and pick a movie by my boy, M. Night Shyamalan, which is maybe one of the, one of the worst movies ever made. Which is oh, oh God! <laughs> that, that is such um, an Indian response. So, yeah, it really is. So, <laughs> so here's the thing. So, okay, so I'm not gonna, you know, this is not gonna be a hot take. Uh, this is a hard nay for me. But what I do want to say is, you know, I tried to watch this movie many, many years ago, um, or not many, many years ago, but a little while ago, whenever it came on the Netflix. And I think I got 10 minutes in and, you know, I agreed with the critical and popular consensus, which is that it's one of the worst movies ever made. Uh, and then when uh, Netflix recently released the uh, Avatar Last Airbender series, so talking about TV for a second, um, I binged the whole thing and it's one of the best things I've ever seen. And so after I did that, I rewatched the entirety of M. Night Shyamalan's Travesty. Avatar, Last Airbender, and I, I don't want to say it was a meh, but, you know, it was kind of like, it leaves me wanting a live-action Avatar, which thankfully we will be getting from Netflix, I, I assume in TV form, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, that, that, that's the take. I, it's definitely a nay, uh, but, you know, if you're hungry, if you're bored and hungry for content on Netflix like I am, then, yeah, you know, why, not? Why, not, why not try it, right? Yeah. Um, I'm also very hungry for content, so I've been watching a lot of 90s flicks lately. Um, if I have to, so I'm gonna go with Eyes Wide Shut, which I recently watched, and it's definitely a nay for me all the way. I am not sure what I was watching, I don't understand what the director was trying to convey. I maybe I it was a story about like broken marriages, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, I also then read that like it wasn't the director's intended final cut, so maybe that had something to do why, like as to why the movie was like so weird. But um, I would say Eyes Wide Shut not worth your time. Yeah, I mean definitely not the best Kubrick movie. No, no yeah. <laughs> Sean, what about you? Uh, we just rewatched Minority Report uh, two or three nights ago, uh, and this dovetails perfectly with our uh, argument this movie came out in 2002 it was not nominated for best picture or pretty much anything but if you look 
uh, at today's society. Uh, few movies from the early 2000s have aged better. This is Spielberg um, at close to his peak. Cruise a few years past his peak, but still an A minus. Uh, it's futuristic, visually stunning, uh, a meditation on the power of law enforcement as we go into the future. It works as a popcorn flick, um, but also asks uh, some deep and unanswerable questions about morality, free will, and fate. It hits me on every level. It foretells a world in the not-so-distant future that we may now be in, where there's driverless cars, personalized ads, and problematic predictive policing. Wow, it sounds like you were... I am a yay, and Chicago should not have won the 2002 Best Picture. <laughs> I, think, I think that's a consensus among <laughs> <laughs> Yay for Minority Report. It's on Netflix now. If you never saw it, it's two hours and 20 minutes. Perfectly well spent. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining me tonight. Um, until next time, this was one more take. Remember, if you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe. Until next time.